Are the old ways still the best ways? That's what I'm exploring in this week's podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 271 of the Working With podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I'm your host for this show. Have you ever wondered how people managed their work before we had computers on every desk and a smartphone in every pocket? I mean, How was it possible to manage our email when the only place we could read and respond to email was at our desks in our place of work? How did we know when we had a meeting when the only way to add a meeting to our calendar was to pull out our diaries and handwrite the meeting into it? Well, it may come as a surprise to many of you But people did manage. In fact, I would go as far as to say people managed a lot better than they do today. Not using a digital system meant that it was far easier to compartmentalise our work. For instance, responding to letters, the things we used to communicate before email, meant we needed to be in the office. If we were not in the office we could not respond to the letter. This meant if an important, so-called urgent, letter arrived on a Saturday morning, it would not be read until Monday morning and a response would not be going out until at the earliest Monday evening. So, in theory, if an urgent letter was sent on Friday afternoon, you would not be getting your reply until Tuesday morning at the earliest and there was absolutely nothing you could do about it. Yet things got done, deadlines were met and there was just as much stress around as there is today. I was lucky. I began my working life just as the workplace was transitioning to the digital systems we use today. This meant I had the opportunity to see both sides. The analogue, the midway, where it was half analogue, half digital, and digital. What I've learned is that there are advantages in both types of system. And when you combine the best of the analogue systems with the best of the digital systems, you can build yourself a robust, reliable time management and productivity system. So, before we continue, let me hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from David. Hi, Carl. When I was working in the mid-1990s, we did not have computers or smartphones, but we did have a system for managing our appointments and tasks. Do you think technology today has helped us or made managing our time harder? Hi, David. Thank you for your question. You're right in observing that people managed just fine before computers, smartphones and iPads came onto the scene. 
In fact, while people still became overwhelmed, there was a better sense of time than there is today. Because we had to manually write out the things we had to do rather than enter them into an app, we were much more conscious about what we were committing ourselves to. Today, your task manager will take thousands, if not millions, of tasks. And while that may sound fantastic, it does create a problem. The problem being, when will you do all these tasks? The reality is we cannot and never will be able to do everything. There is just too much we would like to do and a limited amount of time to do it in. When I was teaching English, I enjoyed the session where we looked at the words time and money. The two nouns share the exact same verbs. For instance, spend time on something, spend money on something. Or we can save money or save time. But not only do these two words share the same verbs, they can also be thought of as the same thing. If we choose to spend money on a new iPad, that means we have less money to spend on other things. So if you have $3,000 in your bank account and you choose to spend $1,000 on an iPad Pro with a keyboard and Apple Pencil, then you're going to have $2,000 left to spend on other things. Let's say your rent to or mortgage is $1,000 and household expenses comes to $800 then you only have $200 to spend on other things. With time, we all get 166 hours a week. We are usually committed to spending 40 hours at work. Perhaps we need to spend two hours a day commuting to and from work. That's 10 hours. And they're sleeping, eating and keeping ourselves clean. If you decide to pay less rent or mortgage, pretty soon you will have a debt that needs to be paid. And if you don't pay it, you'll lose your home. If you choose to skip your sleep for a few days, you'll make yourself sick and won't be able to do your work and you'll likely lose your job. Just like with a bank account, there is a finite amount of time you can use and you get to choose how you spend your time and money on your commitments. Technology has not changed that. Just because we can manage our to-do list digitally doesn't mean we automatically become more productive. And just because we can schedule repeating events on our calendar doesn't mean we have more time. Most companies and individuals go bankrupt because they have overcommitted themselves with debt. Likewise, you will burn yourself out if you overcommit yourself with time. Now, one of the downsides of the digital system is the ease in which we can commit ourselves. We can throw an unlimited amount of tasks into our task managers without necessarily seeing what we have committed ourselves to. The more you throw in there, the less time you have for other things. Conversely, with an analog system, one written out on paper you can see exactly what you are committing yourself to. Either you're writing your tasks out on a piece of paper or you're adding them into the notes section of a diary. The act of writing them out triggers your brain to resist adding too much. 
you become very aware of what you are committing to and how little time you have. Recently, I was talking with a tech-loving friend of mine who is always trying out the latest productivity apps. He understands it's a bad habit of his. However, he did confess to me recently that whenever he feels overwhelmed, he pulls out an old-fashioned notebook and writes out all the things he thinks he needs to do. Once he's done this brain dump, he will cross, cross out all the tasks he either doesn't want to do or knows deep down he's never going to get round to doing. This act of pruning his list leaves him feeling better and a lot less overwhelmed. And that is where good old-fashioned pen and paper still holds an advantage over the digital tools we now have access to. The awareness of what you are committing yourself to is far greater than when you use digital tools. I love my Apple calendar. It allows me to add recurring events, subscribe to my rugby team's calendar so I can see when they are playing, and I can share a calendar with my wife so I know when our family commitments are. The downsides to modern digital calendars is you can also allow other people to schedule events for you. For me, that's not good. That's like giving people access to your bank account and letting them withdraw money without asking you. You're never likely to do that, are you? So why are we allowing people to do that with our time? With a digital calendar, I would recommend you make sure you have, at the very least, the option to accept, decline, or maybe a meeting request. I would also suggest, if you need time to work on a piece of work, to block that time out. You do not need to worry. The other person cannot see what you have blocked out. All they see is that you are unavailable at the that time. This will safeguard you against time thieves filling up your calendar with their priorities. One area where I feel digital tools are better than analog tools is the Notes app. Traditionally, the issue people had keeping all their notes in a notebook is finding their notes later. There was also the issue of scribbling down an idea on a scrap of paper only to lose that scrap of paper. With digital notes, you don't lose them, and finding notes you wrote years ago is as simple as doing a keyword or date search within your notes app. There is a danger if you're in the habit of switching your digital notes app every few months that you will lose something. But if you stick with one notes app, over the years you are going to build, as Tiago Forte calls it, a second brain. I've been using Evernote for nearly 13 years and when I do a keyword search for something, I am often pleasantly surprised when I get a note I wrote several years ago. It's a great way to reminisce and also can trigger me to build on the ideas I had back then. That isn't as easy with paper-based notes unless you spend a lot of time carefully indexing and organising your notebooks, which can look incredibly impressive in a bookcase, but does take up an enormous amount of time just keeping organised. Digital notes apps do a lot of that hard work for you. So 
David, to answer your question, I have found that when it comes to my calendar and notes, digital tools have made life much easier. There are dangers with your calendar, but if you're vigilant, your digital calendar can serve you better than having to carry around a diary everywhere you go. And with your notes, you now have access to a library of ideas and thoughts on your phone, a digital device you carry with you everywhere you go. That again is far better than carrying around a notebook or series of notebooks so you have access to everything. The only digital tool I feel is better in an analogue system is the to-do list. A paper-based to-do list work has worked for centuries. The digital to-do list, or as we call it now, task manager, can cause a lot of overwhelm and stress. It doesn't help you to prioritise what's important unless you keep it well organised and curated, which I find most people don't do. And a lot of things we add to our task managers disappear, never to be seen again until it's too late. So thank you, David. Thank you for your question. And thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week.